Shalom to all the nations of the earth. You've tuned in to Origin Gate's daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Samantha Mahoney and I am now sharing with you part two of my series called Mountains. In my previous podcast, I looked at the difference between Mount Sinai and Mount Zion, one being a physical mountain that Hebrews 12, 18 says, you have not come to this mountain that can be touched, that burned with fire. And it goes on in um, Hebrews 12, 22 to say, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God. I spoke about the difference between these two mountains, how one is physical, one is spiritual. We also looked at the fact that there are over 500 uses of the word mountain throughout scripture. We looked at how mountains represent governmental systems. And we spoke about how there was a boy that was um, demon possessed. Yeshua came down from the Mount of Transfiguration and the disciples say, we can't cast this demon out. And he goes on to say, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved from here to there and it will move. We spoke about another story of a man who wandered the tombs day and night. He cried out, he cut himself. He was so fierce that none could pass that way. We determined that these represent governmental systems in the earth that try to block kingdom purposes in the earth. And there are different methods of dealing with them, but you cannot deal with a spiritual governmental system from an earthly or a fleshly perspective. You have to go into a higher governmental system than the one that is currently operating to take dominion over it. We also then looked to see what Yeshua said. Um, in Colossians 1.16, it says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him, showing that because he has created everything, everything is subject to him. If we are to have the dominion over all the works of his hands, we have to step into his authority, into him. Because the word says we are seated in Christ in heavenly places, right? So we have to be ascended into the place where he is, which is Mount Zion. That is where we are working and governing from. We also spoke about in our last session, I'm just doing a very short recap, about the different places in the word that says go up into the mountain. We have an example where Moses went up into a mountain where the spies, um, sorry, went up into that mountain and their perspectives were different. Two of them remained in the realm of the spirit in that spiritual mountain and they said the giants are no problem. We, we got this. We can take them. But the 10 other spies that came down that says we were like grasshoppers next to these giants their perspective changed because they stepped out of that spiritual mountain and this is all over scripture um, it talks about abram how he was told in deuteronomy 32 49 get up into this mountain abram he knew about ascending into the spiritual mountain and the last thing we looked at was how the devil took Yeshua into an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And we determined just from doing a little bit of research on the highest mountains that it is impossible to see all the kingdoms of this world from a physical mountain. Now I want to carry on and have a look a little bit more at these mountains. And my reading now starts in Isaiah 2 verse 1 to 4. It says, Now it shall come to pass... In the latter days, that the mountain of the Lord's house 
shall be established on the top of the mountains. What the heck? But it's okay. Stay with me. I'll explain it all in a few seconds. And shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Remember that because I'm going to come back to it later. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. In my last session, I spoke about how we have not done spiritual warfare, casting out demons, shouting at the devil, all this kind of stuff, binding, all that kind of stuff for the last 10 to 12 years. So anyway, let me pick up a few things that I've uh, gleaned from this particular passage that I've just read you. But first I want to say, do you know that all ministries, all businesses, all families, all individuals have a mountain. And if we look at this mountain range that Isaiah is talking about, it's our mountain ranges that we're all part of. My mountain is in submission to his mountain. And when that works, then we have true government. His government will rule supreme and nothing will be above it. I read to you that scripture in 1 Colossians about how everything was made by him, for him, for his good pleasure. Therefore, it's all subject to him. The flow of his mountain must come over and through all the other mountains to maintain revelation, purity, and holiness. So that part that I read that it says, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. That's what it's talking about. There's a governmental system, the mountain of God, and it is established on the top of all the other mountains. Which are those mountains? Ours. All our ministries, our businesses, our families, our individual mountains. And what flows off of that mountain of God, that governmental system of God, runs down his mountain onto ours. And we, we live out of the overflow of his goodness and his favor and his blessing and his anointing. It's in this place where our mountains, and this will all become clear very soon, where our mountains, our governmental systems, things that we've been given um, influence over, when they're submitted under his we receive all of that blessing. Everything that flows from his mountain comes down onto ours. It then says he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. Mount Zion is the place where we learn how to live there. We're going to be taught and trained in his ways. You know, when it talks about the law of the Lord going out from Zion and his word going out from Jerusalem, those are two different systems. We have spiritual law. So I'm not saying you're coming back under the law. I'm saying that out of Zion, there are spiritual laws that need to govern us. Okay. And that's what we're talking about right now. We're going to be taught and trained in his ways. We're going to have access to the mysteries and the revelations from the dark cloud that surrounds his throne. Now, you know, whenever I just want to touch on that for two seconds, dark, darkness or uh, blackness or whatever it is, we go, ooh, that's evil. But tell me, is there evil around his throne? Is that even possible? That dark cloud that surrounds his throne are the, where the mysteries and the secrets are kept, the revelations. 
We're going to happily do away with our religious traditions and our teachings of man. And we're going to be taught by God. Because that's what the new covenant states, doesn't it? It says he will write his law on our hearts and every man will be taught by God. These teachings on his ways come from ascending into the mountain of the Lord, into his governmental system. It then goes on to say, for out of Zion, remember it represents the spirit realm, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Then it speaks about his position in the mountain where it says he will judge between the nations. So the father's position in this mountain is that of judge. That's that's what he does. You know, his throne is built on a foundation of righteousness and justice and truth and love and mercy go before him. This is all courtroom language. If we're connected to his governmental mountain, he will teach us to train and he and he will he'll teach us how to judge, you know, because you know, when you speak to a Christian and they go, No, we, we can't judge. It's all God. God is going to judge me. He's the only one that gets to judge me. I can't judge. You know what? You know how incorrect that is. Because the word says in 1 Corinthians something. I don't know. You have a Bible. You go check it out. But it says, in, it says, you will judge angels. How much more so the things of this life? We judging angels. My gosh, what did angels do? How do, how do you even judge angels? I don't know. But when we get into that realm... He will teach us those ways. And okay, so let me just finish on the judging thing because I think some of you are going, no, the word says, you know, take the log out of your own eye before you see fit to judge the speck in your brothers. And that's exactly right. You've made my point if you've just thought that scripture because that's exactly what we have to do. Before I can judge the speck in my brother's eye, I have to take the log out of my own. I have to judge myself first before I'm fit to judge the things of this life. Zechariah 3 verse 7 says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways, and if you keep my charge, then you will judge my house, and, my, and you will keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. You know, we, we do want all of the mysteries and the secrets and we want to traverse the universe and the cosmos and we want to shift and change galaxies and all this kind of stuff. But we just want to do it without the protocol. And here is the protocol. The Lord says, if you walk in my ways and if you keep my charge, if you obey my commands, how are we going to know his ways and obey his commands? Because we have to first ascend. I've just read it in Isaiah. We first have to ascend the mountain of the Lord and where he teaches us his ways. Then when we do that, when we keep his ways and we obey his commands, then you will judge his house. So we're not talking about the things of the earth now. We're talking about his house and we'll keep his courts. Oh my gosh, what a responsibility. And I will give thee places to walk among those that stand here. The last thing that I want to show you here is that um, his judgments are released when we accept his chastisement. Watch what happens when this happens. And I, I asked you to remember that one piece of scripture. It says that our weapons of warfare are broken and they changed into instruments of harvest. When I spoke about how we have not done spiritual warfare for all this time, there it is right there. When we ascend, when we know his ways and his commands, when he teaches us his ways and we start to judge, we no longer need spiritual warfare. 
That is a thing of the church age, of the kingdom age, of the Aaronic age. That That is where we're no longer there. We've definitely moved on to Mount Zion, to the, the age of peace. The age of peace is all about courtroom language. It's about it's about getting us getting judged and Yahweh releasing verdicts in our favor with not one weapon being pulled out. Because he said so. That's the end of the story. That's why. So we have to learn about the courts of heaven. We have to know the protocol of the courts of heaven. We have to know how to answer accusations because that's actually what courts is all about. The word says, agree with your accuser while you're on your way to the courts, lest he hand you over to the judge, the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer hand you over to the tormentors. So when we have accusations that are against us, and this is all courtroom stuff, we answer it. We just agree with our accuser. When we agree, we get ourselves judged. It's the blood of the lamb that answers those accusations. Jesus, our mediator, stands in those courts and he goes, my blood has paid for it. There is therefore no more, um, no more transgression in my book. I have no record of that sin. And we are found guiltless. And then we can also begin to judge in different areas of life. So this is how we get um, that change where our weapons of warfare are, are changed into plowshares and pruning hooks. It's all about the harvest. It's, it's, I mean, isn't that an amazing idea? And a, an amazing protocol. No more warfare where you you know you try and tackle something and then your auntie gets sick and the dog dies and you know we call it backlash of spiritual warfare. It's amazing not having all of that stuff to worry about again. We have to learn how to start functioning in the courts of heaven. I'm going to end today's session over there. I'm going to continue with um, part three in my next podcast. But I bless you today and I hope you have an amazing day. Shalom.